Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. It's time for school, Rock School, with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. Test me. Go to YouTube and look up something called the McGurk Effect. M, small c, capital G-U-R-K. Once again, the McGurk Effect. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show here on the Rock School Radio Network. Going to piggyback off of last week's show. I'm Joe Burns. You I'm are. Tammy Burns. Let's do something right off the bat that we did last week. Okay. I played a wave for you. Yes. And I played an MP3 for you. You did. All right. A mm-hmm. wave is what they call a full sound format. It's I'm just picking up right where we left off last good, week. Good, good. Okay. The wave format supposedly has every frequency in it. Right. Okay. We also talked about an MP3. This is what you probably have on your phone or an MP4, which is basically an MP3 with a few little upgrades. Okay. And I'll talk about what that means in okay. a little bit in this show. So this is a lecture, by the way, that I do inside of one of my classes, uh, basic audio production. Okay. So... I'm going to play two of these things back to back. And I'm using, by the way, for music in this show, I'm using the Guardians of the Galaxy 2 soundtrack. So they're all songs that you know. You know the song, Brandy, You're a Fine Girl? I do know that song. Okay. I ripped the song in wave from the compact disc. Uh So I knew I would have a copy of the song in full frequency format. Gotcha. All right? Yes. And then I turned it into an MP3. All right. So the full wave format is 30 megabytes. Every frequency is represented. Okay. Every frequency. When I turned it into an MP3, it went all the way down to 2.8 megabytes. Uh Uh-oh. So you should be able to hear a difference between the two of them. Yes. I would think. Okay. Well, here's a sample of Brandy in wave. Listen. And now, here's a sample of Brandy in MP3. Listen. Did you hear a difference between the two of them? I don't know if I did or not. That's did the I? thing. That's the question. We're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about what it means to make an MP3. What does it mean to codec? What does it mean to make a song digital? What is MP3, MP1, MP2, AFF, WMA? 
What the heck do these things even mean? It, it sounds like wrestling terms to me. I know. It's like three points, pin. All right, we'll play Brandy. We'll come back. We'll start getting into what all of this stuff even means and why you should even care. Back in a minute here in Rock School. of the Galaxy 2 soundtrack. So you're, you're so classy. positive to know all of the songs. We're talking analog to digital today and what all these things mean, MP3 and Wave and AIFF and all of that, has to do with codecs. Now, with a K or a C? With a C, it ah. means code and decode. Okay. Code and decode. I keep saying the word wave. It means wave form format. Waveform format. Does the word wave stand for something? Yes, it means sound wave. You've probably seen it. It's like a straight line and then there is this curvature that goes up atop of the line and then down beneath the line and up on top of the line. Some people will say that, oh, that's a that's sort of a sine wave and it goes boom. Mm-hmm. But there's also a representation of an entire um, an entire song, okay. an entire what they call a sound envelope, all the drums, all the what have yous. Now, here's the thing. You've got to know what a wave is first. The first concept is, let's say you take a song, a recording, something that you have recorded to say tape, an analog concept. Now you want to turn it into digital. Now there's numerous ways to do this. And those out there, those of you in the audience who know how this is done, I'm going to give the Fisher Price version. But I want to turn this into uh, a wave format or I want to turn this into a CDA because I want to burn it on to a compact disc. Okay. So in terms of putting it on a compact disc, a great deal of... Um, I guess benchmarks have been set. You have to stick to these standards. Okay. There are other numbers you can use, but you got to stick to these standards to burn it onto a compact disc. Okay, fine. In order to burn to a compact disc, you must go at 16 bits, 44,100 samples per second. So instead of this perfect analog rise and fall of the sine wave, What happens is the computer plots 44,100 points along that sine wave. Think of like little dots along that sine wave. 44,100 of them per second. Okay, why that many particularly? I'm not sure exactly why 44,100 on the money, but the reason the number is so high is because the ear the human ear, mm-hmm. can hear somewhere starting around 20 cycles. Yes. That's a very, very, very low note. And to be honest with you, eh, we probably can't hear that low, but maybe they found a human being who could. <laughs> then we go way up into the 30s. To the Mariah Carey area. Right. I mean, where a guitar Dang. screams. <laughs> Notice that's less than 44,100. So what you have is a sampling rate higher 
than the frequency that right. people can hear. Because if you chose a sampling rate less than a frequency, you're going to have trouble capturing that frequency. Okay. You're going to have an error, what's known as aliasing. So you pick a frequency or pick sampling rate higher than the frequency so you can perfectly grab any frequency rate. That's the basic concept of it. Now, can you grab higher than 44,100? You bet. I mean, you can grab twice as high if you want. The problem is because of ISO standards, you can't then burn that file to a compact disc. You have to go at 16-bit, 44100 to go to a compact disc. Gotcha. And that, that thing you just created, right. is what's known as full frequency. It has grabbed the entire, um, and this is important, has grabbed the entire sound envelope. It has the lowest frequency to the higher frequ highest frequency with all of the overtones, everything. It makes a big, fat, honking, heavy byte, heavy megabyte file. And that's all we need, right? That's what you want. That's the concept. That's the best sounding file, unless you want to put a lot of songs on your thing, on your iPod. Now, here's the thing. You just listened to one that was an MP3, right? I did. Okay. Do you remember a while back there was this thing called WMA, Windows Media Audio? You probably don't, but I bet, I don't people in the that. Mm -hmm. I bet people in the audience do. WMA was Windows equivalent to MP3. Ooh, how did it do? Not well. They wanted to create a better sound production. They said, everything that's wrong with MP3, we're going to fix it. Okay. And did they? Fine. Well, I don't know. You tell me. Mr. Blue Sky, mm -hmm. I'm going to play a blip of it in Wave. Again, full Format. Here is a piece of Mr. Blue Sky. Mr. Blue Sky, please tell us why you had to hide away for so long. Where did we go wrong? Mr. Blue Sky, please tell us why. Okay, that was it in Wave. Here it is in WMA. Mr. Blue Sky, please tell us why you had to hide away for so long. Can you tell the difference between the two of them? Okay. Not really. Mr. Blue Sky in Wave was 51 megabytes. Mr. Blue Sky in WMA was 6.9 megabytes. Hmm. Okay, why do we want these things? When we come back, I'll tell you why we want them. And then we'll start to get into what the codecs are and all that kind of stuff. It's Mr. Blue Sky on Rock School. Into the first break, just a touch early today. And the reason is it's taking me a little longer in the breaks to explain these things. Okay, why do we want MP3, MP1, MP2, AIFF, uh, what they call the monkey one, OGG, these different things, WMA. Why do we want these things? Storage. 
just that, that storage. Let's talk about MP3 for just a moment, the okay. concept of it, okay? MP3 is a nice little short method of saying the Motion Picture Equipment Group, okay? Uh-huh. That's MPEG, M-P-E-G, Motion Picture Equipment Group 2, Layer 3. That's what it means. Perfect. Okay, that, that's nice. That sounds good on a test, but what's the concept of it? The motion picture equipment group's general concept was what we have is audio and video. Let's go all the way back to MPEG-1. Okay. MPEG-1. There's an MPEG-1? Yeah, it goes all the way up to 7, believe it or not. But MPEG-1 was created to compress... VHS. Remember VHS? I do. It was it was intended to compress VHS quality raw digital video and CD audio. Here's the concept. There was a point in time when storage space wasn't as cheap as it is right now. I've got a five terabyte backup you know, thing uh-huh. over here, which cost me less than a hundred dollars. I know. Storage nice. right now, yeah, storage right now is stupid cheap. There was a time when it wasn't. And MPEG, the Motion Picture Equipment Group, came up with this idea if we could take these items, this video, this audio, and fold it up like a piece of paper yeah. and store it in a much smaller version of itself, right. we would save a lot of space. That's not the problem. How do we then unfold it so when it is blown back up, it still looks the same and it still sounds the same? Again, folding it down is no problem. Yes. Unfolding it so it still sounds good. Again, let me go over and grab my piece of paper. The song I just played for you, Mr. Blue Sky, uh-huh. when it is in full size, it was 51 megabytes. When Windows Media, the codec, again, a codec is simply, a, it's a series of ones and zeros. It's a program. Okay. It's a It's a thing. And what it does is it removed content, and we'll talk about that in just a moment. It removed content from the file and folded it up to six, just a touch under seven megabytes. That's no problem. But when you unfolded it and listened back to it, did it sound exactly the same as the one that was 51 megabytes? That's the trick. Uh, and did you have to be playing? Did you have to play it on something that was big enough for it yeah. to unfold in? See, that's the problem. If with, you didn't, you that, didn't get the sound, right? That was the problem with WMA. Windows is very proprietary. You had to be on Windows machines. Oh, but MP, no. Yeah, but MP3, you didn't. So do you get the concept of yeah. why these things exist? I do. Storage. Right. Storage and then unfold it so it sounds wonderful. Right. So that's the concept. Why MP3? It's the one that kind of floated to the top and didn't need to be on a specific machine. That's really why it took off. I gotcha. And it was really good, too. All right, who's listening to us? We'll come back with another sample. Okay, that's uh, KFOK in Sacramento, California. Superb. Back in a minute here on Rock School. Okay, so when we were uh, 
paused for a break there. Pause was, for the cause. That's it. I was asking you Pay where the light bill. where in Hollywood is is this located? Who it's is not, who it's is in, this? It's Germany. What? It's Germany, right? Wow. Yeah, yeah, See, yeah. See, I didn't I didn't think that. I when you had uh, said motion picture, I automatically, you know, thought about Hollywood. Yeah, as a matter of fact, it's it it it's something that Hollywood uses. It's it's the concept of storage. And those of you who used to have iPads and iPod, well, yeah. iPads people still have it, iPods and now you're on your phones. Well, yes. It's the concept of if you had all your music in Wave, it would sound better, or so people believe. It would sound better in Wave because you'd have a much greater uh, frequency range on the music. The problem is for every one Wave that's on your iPod or yeah. on your phone, you can put... Uh, let's see, it's it's one eleventh the size in, in MPEG. So you could put 10 to 11 equivalent songs. So that's the question. Do you want an iPod that has one song or do you want an iPod that has 10 songs? I can give you 1,000 songs or I can give you 10,000 songs. 10,000 songs. See, that's the thing. People are willing to give up uh, fidelity for simple volume of yeah, songs. Yeah, because most of the time it's coming through the speakers in my car, which is not great. And it's coming off of a system or, that's not great. Or it's coming through the little speakers on my, you know, that plugs into my uh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, They're awful. Yeah, we haven't touched on psychoacoustics yet. You perceive it as better than it is. Moving along. And by the way, uh, we've talked about... Stop telling me how I'm feeling. <laughs> we've talked about Windows owning these things. Yes. We've talked about um, this this company owning these things, right. MP3. There's also a free one out there called FLAC. And this is the one that people are now, oh, FLAC, FLAC, it's the greatest thing in the world. Spell it. F-L-A-C. It stands for Free Lossless Audio Codec. It's out there for anyone to use. It's shareware. It's free. Okay? FLAC claims... It can compress up to 50% and when it unfolds is equal quality. It also claims it has won more tests than any other of these codecs. Is that true? Well, that's what they claim. Now, here's the thing. You know the song by Cheap Trick, Surrender? I do. Here is Surrender in Wave. Got it? Here is Surrender in Flack. Now, did you hear a difference? No. I, now, the thing is, no. I can understand you not hearing a difference. Listen to the numbers. Surrender in Wave was 42.7 megabytes. Surrender in FLAC was 31.2. There just wasn't as much compression. So I can see why it had a better sound. There you go. It's cheap trick, Surrender on Rock School. Trick on Rock School. Okay, 
How is it done? How do you take a piece of audio, fold it up, make it literally an 11th of the size of the original waveform, and then unpack it again and hear it? It's a lot of stuff called psychoacoustics, where we're playing around with your brain. You're not hearing what you think you're hearing. And if you sit there and go, not me, man, you're not tricking me. I'm going to give you one thing to go look at. I can't do it for you here on on the radio because you need the visual. And I've already shown it to you, haven't I? Yeah, you did. Did I trick you? You did. You know I did. Let's do seven days, 70 seconds first. What's our names? I'm I'm Joe. You're? I'm Tammy. That'll do. Here are the rock and roll dates. May 22nd all the way through May 28th. You got Monday. Go. May 22nd, 2011. John Rich of Big and Rich wins the Celebrity Apprentice Season 11. You're not fired. Uh, May 23rd, 1963, Paul Revere and the Raiders sign up with Columbia Records. May 24th, 2000, rapper 50 Cent is shot nine times. Wow. It becomes the center of his reputation when he... Hits big. Yeah, I spelled hits incorrectly. Oh, my gosh. I know. What grade are you in? Uh, 12 of... The 12 and 13. <laughs> May 25th, 1973, Carol King gives a free concert for 100,000 fans in New York's Central Park. May 26, 2008, Yale University awards Paul McCartney an honorary doctorate of music. And May 27th, 1995, Cracked Rear View by Hootie and the Blowfish hits number one and stays there forever. I think it's still there. Uh, May 28th, 1958, Buddy Holly receives a draft notice but is not allowed to serve. He went to sign up but is not allowed to serve because of poor eyesight. Okay, how is it done? How does, let's stick with MP3, because that's the one everybody knows, or MP4, or M4A, as a lot of people see it. Same thing. Uh, A lot of people see it, and, you know, what is this thing? Why can't I copy it to a friend's computer and, and things like that? How do you copy it down? Well, here's the concept. There is this idea, think of what's known as frequency masking. We as human beings hear certain frequencies better than other frequencies. Have you ever noticed when you're on the phone with someone how they sound like themselves but not quite? The way a phone works, it has so many you know, bites that it can accept. Right. I mean, the the pipes are only so big. Uh So you make what's going through the pipes smaller. So what they do is they knock off all the highs and they knock off all the lows and they only bring through the mid-range frequencies. Yes. Can they make a phone, you know, high definition? Sure. You're just not going to get as many calls on a cell phone tower because you'd need more data. So what they do, knock off the highs, knock off the lows, and only the mid-range frequencies, which is where your voice sounds like you. So if you're a big audio guy, you want to make a person sound like they're on the phone, go to your equalizer, knock off all the highs, knock off all the lows, they'll sound like they're on a telephone. Nice. That's how it's done. That's the first big thing in creating an MPEG. You find the dominant frequencies, specifically those that are out front. And all the frequencies that are behind it, all the harmonics, all those additional things behind it, you simply eliminate them. You erase them. Won't people hear them? You bet they'll hear them. They'll hear them in their heads. They'll make them up. You're lying. Want to make a big giant bet about that? Test me. Go to YouTube and look up something called the McGurk effect. (laughs) M small c... 
capital G-U-R-K. Once again, the McGurk effect, M-C-G-U-R-K. The McGurk effect will prove I'm 100% right. It's going to take you a minute, minute and a half to see the McGurk effect. They're going to play one piece of audio for you and you're going to go, I can't believe I heard that. I know. The McGurk effect. And if you're sitting out there going, no way, man. Wait till you see the McGurk effect. Okay, here we go. Fox on the run from the Guardians of the Galaxy 2. There is a format out there called OGG, okay? It's another set of codecs, Mm -hmm. okay? According to OGG, in a series of tests using classical music, OGG was the clear winner in what they call lossy formats. Lossy, it loses frequencies, okay? Here's a sample of Fox on the Run in Wave. Go. Here is a sample of Fox on the Run in OGG. I can't can't tell any difference. The original Fox on the Run in Wave was 34.4 megabytes. The OGG, 3.16. Get out of here. There you go. Something's wrong with me. The Sweet on Rock School. Coming into the second break, uh, you you're going on and on. This 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 thing, this McGurk effect, is scaring you because you've run into problems with people not hearing your salesperson. You've right. run into people not hearing what you've said. They've said something. You know, they thought something different came out of my mouth. Right. And uh, oh yeah, so it it people hear what they want to hear. Exactly. You know, what, what's the what's the line from the boxer? A man hears what he wants to hear and disregards the rest? Exactly. Yeah, there you go. I don't okay. know. Am I hearing you right now? I'm not sure I'm here right now. What are these MPEGs that we were talking about? Well, MPEG-1, as I said, was designed for VHS quality. Uh, MPEG-2 is the standard for motion picture, both audio and video. Interestingly enough, broadcast radio has picked up MP2 as well. When uh, this show is uploaded to the PRX network, which is the sort of radio distribution center, if you will, for NPR. I mean, any station who wants to pick us up over Christmas, this this radio show gets Uh picked up all over the place at Christmas. Uh, It's in MP2. MP3, again, uh, you know it very well. It comes from the Motion Picture Experts Group. Uh, It is designed for high-definition television signals at 1080p in the range of 20 to 40 megabytes per second. That's what it's for. MP4 or what they call uh, MPEG-4 or MP4 or M4A is digital multimedia. It's exactly like MP3, except it allows for the storage of video and audio, including subtitles and still images. It also allows for streaming over the internet. 
There is also MPEG-7, which is the same audio and video codec as before, but allows for synchronized metadata as in lyrics or such. So what there's your MPEG. Wait, wait, wait. What happened to 5 and 6? I don't know. My assumption is they're still in, in what would you call it, uh, research. Mm. Yeah, but if there's a 7... They didn't just jump. No, they did not. There is a five and a six that they're working on. It just hasn't happened yet. Who's listening to us? Well, that is KSKQ, Ashland, Oregon. There you go. You crazy folks. Back in a minute here on Rock School. of the break, I've run into a bit of a problem here. Good problem? Bad problem? Well, I don't know if it's good or bad, but here's the thing. I have a coder-decoder program. It's a, a freebie off of the internet, and I don't really remember what the name of it is. I just know that's the icon as I look up at my computer. <laughs> I can change into a whole lot of different codecs. I can change into a whole lot of fold them up and put them away. I can change into AAC. I can change into APE, which is known as monkey audio because of the APE at the end. I can change into ACE. I can change into all kinds of different things. The problem is the program that I use to edit this show together uh -huh. won't handle these formats. Right. So I can't play you clips of these. The only one I have left I can play a clip for you uh, is MP4, which is basically MP3, but I'll do it anyway. Do it. Just to just to go ahead and do it. Because I am sure that my ears are better than the uh, average human. You think so? Well, let me give you yet another couple of sort of psychoacoustics that you have to worry about. Something called the Haas effect. H-A-A-S. And you can also find um, suggestions of this online. It has been shown that if two separate audio signals, two separate audio signals are within 35 milliseconds of one another, you perceive them as the same sound yet thicker. So what I do is I take one sound, I take one sound, and I then double it, and I take the sound and I offset it by 35 milliseconds or less, uh -huh. you won't hear it as two sounds. You will simply hear it as a much thicker version of the sound. Really? Okay, how do those little tiny earbuds make thicker bass sounds? Well, what they do is they double up the sound and they make, it one, they make one of them a little in front of everything else. So you perceive the bass as thicker than it actually is. I've done it just on my own music. Really? Yeah, you stereoize it. And not only do you make it thicker, you take it 135, you throw it hard left, you throw the other one hard right. So not only is it thicker, it's wider. Oh my goodness. And you never perceive it as two different sounds. 
Uh, the Fletcher Munson scale. I'm running out of time. I maybe will, maybe five time. I'll talk about the Fletcher Munson scale in just a second. Okay, Wham Bam Shangalang by Silver. Ready, ready. Mm-hmm. Here is the wave of Wham Bam. enough. And now here is the MP4, the M4A of Shangalang. Any difference? I couldn't hear any. You couldn't hear any? No. Fair enough. The uh, the wave was 35.6. The MP4, 3.47. You weren't doing the Haas effect on me, were you? No. However, things with deep bass probably are. Uh-huh. Already, huh? Yeah, here you go. Silver on Rock School. Break here on Rock School. I got to pick a song to play here. Let me reach into my bag of tricks. Okay, I got one to play. Um, by the way, those of you who are Macintosh people, you may be looking at your computer going, Where's Wave? Where's Wave? And unless you have a specific audio uh, piece of software, you're not going to find Wave. There's an equal in Macintosh. They call it AIFF, and it is just that. It is full range. Uh, audio format. So you're looking for AIFF. Back to these psychoacoustics. Oh, Fle- I love it. The Fletcher Munson scale. Uh-huh. The thing about the Fletcher Munson scale is it's, and again, I'm going to give you the Fisher Price version. You can you can go for hours and hours on these two guys. But it's the concept of you have a point where these two curves touch each other. It's right around 85 dB. You can easily go online to wherever you get your apps and get a sound pressure level meter, an SPL meter. They're free, there's a lot of them that are free. And what it'll do is it will tell you how many decibels, it's simple loudness. Yes. How many decibels you're listening to. Right. Okay. Here's the concept. At lower levels, mm-hmm. the bassier frequencies, the mids and basses, are enhanced. At higher levels, the higher frequencies are enhanced. Thus, if you mix your music at lower levels, you tend to create bassier music because you hear the bassier sounds if you do it at higher levels. However, there is a point at which the two of them cross. It's right around 85 uh, 85 decibels. And if you have an SPL, you can whip it up to hear how high 85 decibels were. Right. Uh, My band, Mm -hmm. Impaired Faculties, went to a studio in the country and we recorded a song. Yeah. And I remember every time the guy who was the engineer, Uh every time he would listen to it to mix it, he whipped up that sound. Really? And 85, although loud, you can... you can still... He was still comfortable? Right, it's still comfortable. He would whip that sound up to 85 degrees, be, degrees, pfft, decibels. Right. Because at 85, according to the Fletcher Munson scale, that's where all frequencies are equally amplified. And you have, don't you have to have the speakers like 
on parallel sides well, of this, you? Or, yeah. I mean, isn't there a whole setup as to where you should be sitting? Right. Don't put your speakers up against a wall. Don't have a wall to the left or to the right of the speakers and those kind of things. But here's the reason we're concerned about that. Uh-huh. If you have the lower volumes enhanced, if you have them compressed or you have them amplified a little bit more, I mean, if you push them or you EQ them, but don't touch the higher ones, it will be perceived that there is more bass than there actually is. It'll be back to the 1970s, huh? Yep, and your little earbuds will give the impression there's more bass than there actually is. Listen to all that bass. There's not more bass. It's compressed. <laughs> People say to me all the time, you know, the, on TV, the commercials are so much louder. Well, they can't be that much louder because there's only so much loudness before it distorts. They're compressed. That's what it is. And then when it starts to play, boom. Right, it comes the, out uh, at you. It's too loud. What's well, the old concept of if you put a contrabass, one of those stand-up bass fiddles, yeah. you put that on a stage, or you put a person with a flute on the stage. You play that bass at 100 decibels, uh-huh. and you play that flute at 100 decibels. You'll be able to take that bass all day long. That flute will blow your ears off. Ooh. Get it? Wow. See that? All right, let's just play one to get out. Yeah, let's uh, let's play one to get out. We'll just play the chain. I have it in ACC format, but I can't play it for you because it's a proprietary format that only plays on like YouTube and iPhones and things like that. Well, no wonder no wonder bands don't sound the you know sometimes the way that you think they sound. It's tough. It's tough. How do you reproduce all of that when you're on stage? I mean, I'm I'm talking and talking here, but I'll give you one more thing. If you get a chance to see Shania Twain's live concert. It was on. It was on Access. Yeah. Shania Twain is using a pitch correction machine uh-huh. live, so it looks like that she's lip syncing. It looks like she's just behind the beat. Yeah, I did. It's because her audio is being pitch corrected. It was awful. Immediately. Yeah, I didn't like it one bit. It sounded plastic. So that'll do it. Okay, we're done. Uh, the chain from the Guardians of the Galaxy 2 soundtrack. We're recording this on Mother's Day. I know it's long after Mother's Day. I know, but we're recording it on Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, Oh, Tammy. thank you, dear. There you go. That's Thanks it. Thank you, Derry. Class is dismissed.